Hey guys, this episode of Untold Stories is sponsored by Kava Labs and Paraswap. You'll hear more about them later on in this episode. I'm really excited that you're here to report. I'm very excited as well. Thank you for having me again. <laughs> what is up, everyone? I am Charlie Shrem, and you are listening and watching Untold Stories, where twice a week we get together, we get to dive deep, uh, to talk to some of the most brilliant people in the whole entire world, and we try to extract information from them, knowledge, perspective, empathy, things like that. Because if we can understand in crypto, especially where we came from, we can understand where we're going. And as I've been learning over the past few months and years of life and our journeys is that it really, um, it's really everything. Like when you understand the history of things, you have a better perspective of, of current events and the future. Um, I'm here today. I'm joined by my amazing, amazing wife, Courtney Shrem goes by the stage name of Courtney Warner. Court, thank you so much for for taking the time out of you. Just got off a, a film set. You were shooting a movie, uh, a three three weeks, four weeks, five days a week, fourteen hour days with with celebrities and and the likes, actors and actresses, is Brianna Evigan, Mario Cantone, Joyce DeWitt, Catherine Mary Stewart, Tom Malloy, all these people. How did it feel acting alongside? some of these greats? Well, number one, thank you for having me on again. Um, it's a pleasure to be here. Uh, being on that film was life-changing in such a great way. Um, just knowing that you've worked so hard for so long and then get to that point where your dream is literally coming true in front of you is just unfathomable. And it was really an honor to work with all those great actors and actresses. Just like, you know, watching you on set and um, being the biased person that I am because I love you, it was really amazing. My favorite part was to see you in your element, bouncing your ideas off all, all these other actors and actresses, everyone in the crew speaking your lingo, but also like you were in an all-star game. You were acting alongside these greats and... Not everyone can act, as I've learned. I've, I've, I, I was, I saw some of the the people on our set. It, it's not, it's not as easy as it looks. But you fit in just so perfectly with the glove, and and you're probably wondering what the question is. There are a lot of people out there who have had to put their dreams on pause, like you did. You were uh, aspiring to be an an amazing actor, actress, I should say, actually. Uh, is it a gender neutral term? Can I think I just, it's actor now. Can I just say okay, yeah, good. Whatever. Good. No, it's easier for me. You were artist <laughs> to be this this act, actor when when we had met and both of our careers were were excelling at the same time 2013, right? And then I got arrested and my whole world got turned upside down and and we both shared in, in our happiness together and our grief and our troubles. You had to put, you know, your career on somewhat of a pause and then all of a sudden, you're just not thrown into it because you had a lot of training and you're able to do some commercials and things like that to to prepare yourself. But doing a feature film after what, like a half a dozen years off, what was that hard to do? Um, honestly, I just I worked really hard to get to that point. I was memorizing lines for months, you know, just getting myself and developing that character as much as possible. So for me, it was very, it wasn't hard. It was just different. And when I say different, it was different in a good way 
um, because it's always a blessing to just be on a film set in general and to have that opportunity and actually show the hard work that I've been putting in for months and months. It was pretty awesome and a new discovery for myself to actually experience that. Change is really scary. Change is terrifying. I don't know how uh, um, a lot of people deal with change. I struggle with it. You know, it's, you know, when we're living in a box and everything is so perfect and happy and then all of a sudden you're like putting your yourself at risk, but kind of like you're putting everything that you believed about yourself at risk here, like everything that you've built up uh, and you shown like you shown like a bright star that you are. Uh, but I could tell how you dealt with that stress versus how I dealt with it, that you were like a lot better at dealing with it than I am. You did a good job. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. So that was a lot of fun because we were able to, to it was able for me to like be on set with you, watch watch the Ask Me to Dance is, is the name of the film, is romantic comedy. We were able to do that together. What was really cool is that t- you and I actually celebrated. Directed by Tom Malloy. Just directed by Tom Malloy. Um, you and I uh, were able to go to Bitcoin 2021 right after uh, we shot. And Bitcoin 2021 in Miami, as we've been talking about on the show, is like 50,000 people descending on Miami. And there was a lot of like reasons that it became crazy. But um, most people don't know is that Bitcoin 2021 was a continuance of Bitcoin 2013, which was arguably the first real Bitcoin conference that ever was. And it was at that conference that you and I was the first time we traveled together and we were only dating a few weeks Why the hell would you travel with someone to a Bitcoin conference that you were dating for a few weeks? Well, I was really into you. I love you. (laughs) Number one, I love you too. Number two, um, I was just really, really curious about Bitcoin and like what it stood for and why it was so big. And, and, and it wasn't even that big at that point, but it was getting the attention. And when it was getting the attention, I, I needed to know more of why this was such a phenomenon. And I'm so glad I did because I was at the very first one and I was with you. And to actually see that huge change from 2013 to 2021, um, again, it was, it was almost like the film set. It was a second film set. And was it better or was it worse? No, it was just different. Ah. So I think it was amazing. I think I love the fact that I saw good energy. You know, people were so innovative and still bouncing off all these wonderful ideas with each other. And to be able to see that 10 times more than what it used to be, actually probably 50 times more than it used to be, it was really nice to see. <coughs> Being able to hang out with our friends was such a big was such a big part of it and and all of that energy that you were describing was there like tenfold over i was a little like sad from the event um how about you though i was sad because there was a lot of people i didn't know <laughs> i'm i usually like to go to these things too because you you know you grow a family in this space and we have grown a family and i feel like those moments when you get to reunite with those people, even if you don't talk to them every single day or whatever, like you still have that moment where you're like, wow, I haven't seen you for so long. It's really great to hear what they've been up to and so forth. You know, you you um, you sound so, you know that this is what you were meant to do. When I met you, uh, one of the things I admire about you was that you're so... Uh, dead set on what 
you know, the reason that you're here, the, what you're good at, what, you know, what you were meant to do, what you love, you, you, you know, you know what makes you happy, you know what you love. Um, but it took you a long time to get to that point. Uh, you actually, like, kind of pulled a whole coyote ugly, and you know, for those who don't <laughs> see that movie, and you literally left one day your whole family, and you got on a train, and you head to New York City with no job, no place to live, nothing, just so you can act. And it sounds like, to a lot of people, such a cliche thing. But at the end of the day, it doesn't dumb down what you actually did, right? Do you, other people listening, a lot of listeners, they, they, they want to jump into our space. They want to, they want to jump into something. Uh, what were the, some of the things that, that you were feeling during those times before you just made that ultimate move to New York? Um, in the beginning, I was just high on life and loving every aspect of the grind and just having all these different experiences and so forth and then getting all these like really great highs but then you have really really low lows like what <sighs> um well when i was bartending i was bartending on the side or waitressing on the side and you know doing that and doing auditions on the side you're still grinding and it's one of those things that <sighs> i don't know like i've been Couch surfing, like I've homeless. I've gone through crazy roommates. Um, you know, People there's there's scams in the industry in general. Like, um, I had an agent that ended up being not legit, and then, you know, a lot of the stuff that I booked, I've always booked on my own because you have to be your own advocate. You have, like you a, have to create your own opportunities, or you're never gonna get to where you want to be if you just want to keep waiting and waiting and waiting you know you, you had like a stalker or like a music producer was kind of being creepy yeah. there's a lot of like creepy i was in a, a short stint from music yes and you know you get this crazy people that prey on your success or the wannabe success or they prey on the way you look or um so there's just a lot there was a lot of that went into it as far as being wanting to be an actor but for me, I think with all the experiences I've had throughout my life and we, we had through our lives, I honestly just, it makes me who I am today. And I, as far as being an actor, it makes me just, it's a type of therapy for me. It really gets me to get my emotions out creatively and not have to explain why. Because in a way, you kind of work through that yourself when you did that role. I love that. In in real life, you almost like when you have emotions, anger, sadness, depression, or or anything, you you almost like uh, what what makes it worse is that you feel guilty or you feel like you have to have a reason to be feeling the way you are, and then sometimes that makes it worse because then you can't talk to people. Uh, in acting, you can channel all of that energy, crazy emotions, and not have to have an excuse for it. Wow, I never really looked at it that way. And it's just amazing to work with everyone that creates that project or, you know, that dream. Everyone has that same dream. So it's really nice to know that you're all in that together. And I think that's what makes me love this business is because it's it's a team. You're There's no I in team. So what's your favorite genre? You just did a romantic comedy. You've done horror. You've done like you've done Bollywood. You've done like a lot of stuff. What's, what do you want to do next? Honestly, I really 
opened up to comedy doing <laughs> Ask Me to Dance. You're really good I, at it. Thank you. And I just, it was one of those things. I just didn't think I was funny. I don't know. I just like, whatever. I just, but I guess when it comes off naturally, it's when, you know, you have it. And yeah, when well, it's you comedic don't have to timing and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, so I would love to do another comedy. I would love to do a drama. I mean, anything I would get hired for, I'd probably love it. I read the script and liked it. <laughs> yeah, no, because and that's and that's what it is. It's if you read the script and you like it and you're passionate about it, you wanna you wanna do the job. Um, yeah, I didn't even know some people in that industry. They don't even read the scripts all the time. <laughs> it's like they'll just just kind of take what they can get. It's it's insane. And and another thing that I didn't realize is that most scripts are terrible. Most movies that get made are terrible. We only see. I think the good like, ones. Well, like so, like eighty percent get green letter or something. It's like maybe prison recidivism. Higher that eighty <laughs> percent or something like that. <laughs> Movies that we see on Netflix, Amazon, we only see the dozens or hundreds that actually make it, but most of them are crap. Um, and so when I read "Ask Me to Dance," I was like, "Wow, this is really good," but I assumed all scripts were good. So I was like, "Well, then why is this different?" When I could have just been like, "Wow, the fact that it's even good, it makes a difference." Well, I, I have to say that <laughs> the scripts that I've read, you know, there's ones when they emote emotion or create emotion. No, no, you're right. Yeah. When they emote something out of you when you read the script, that's when you know you have something. If it touches you, it's going to touch someone else. That's my opinion on that. And that's usually when I know if a script is good or not. But it could be good to someone and then not be good to someone else. So it's just based on opinion or preference. What do you miss about, about being on set? I miss not knowing what's going to happen. Oh yeah. I love that. I love that. That's a, what a great answer. I completely agree with you. I, yeah, that, do you know, it's crazy. Cause like when COVID first started, and like there was so much unknown in the world. And you and I like packed up the fam and we found like a little beach house in the middle of nowhere just because the world could have been imploding. Like, we don't know. Yeah. But that like uncertainness was almost refreshing. It was almost like we could Uncertainty, yeah. kind of not start over, but just kind of, I don't know. It just felt like nothing else existed that was just us and our family. And that was the only thing that mattered. And the shot. We just wanted to get the shot. And that we just was wanted to get point. the shot. Exactly. We had to get the shot always. No matter what happened, no matter what we had to do, no matter who we had to handle, producing is like the hardest thing in the world to do. It's like life, like producing in life. Yeah. It's it's insane. So um, back to, to so, so you finished the movie and we're back to Bitcoin 2021. Mm -hmm. And it was like, so many people. It was, I'm still like insane. I didn't even, there were more people there than BitInstant ever had as customers. Like, I think it was like 30,000 customers we ever had. And that was at the height. And we were doing crazy amount of the volume of the whole thing, 2011, 2013. But this conference had, had more people than that event. Every chair was filled. It was insane. Every chair was filled. Um, I had fun hosting. I really liked it. I loved watching you. It was really cool to see, you know, you introducing the mayor of Miami and all these great, great, great people. Did you did you have an opportunity to, to go around the exhibit hall or the art booth or anything like that? Anything stand out at you? Yeah, I actually went to see the digital art and that was beautiful. What was that? The NFTs? Yeah, that, that NFT, the mint. Uh, the, the, what is it? The mint got 
Mint Gox was the no, sports arena. This um, was the, um, it was beside it, though. The art gallery. The yeah. art gal- but do you remember the painting that we looked at? The- God, it was gorgeous. Though. I know. I it was so awesome. About. I think it was the one by Lucho or Vessa. There's two artists that are really good. Lucho I think it something. might be Vessa. Yeah, it could have been it was Vessa. It, it, that crypto art, Bitcoin art is just something that I love so much. It has su- such meaning behind it, but you make me hang everything up in the bathroom. That's not true. <laughs> The really great ones are in our living room. I know, just see them. <laughs> it's just because we're losing wall space. That's I know. what it is. We are losing wall space. <laughs> I wanted to, but the problem is all of this, all of his art is selling for like crazy amounts of money. Um, everyone's buying, like bidding up like 10 ETH for all this art I want to buy. Like I would pay, you know, a reasonable amount, but it's kind of like crazy how, how the future and how the world is going. You know what's so interesting that you made me think about? You and I never ask each other ever where we think Bitcoin or crypto is going. But I feel like people are always asking us that. Yeah. But we never ask each other that. Like, I never wake up and ask myself that. You never asked me that. No. I, you've never asked me that in nine years. Right. We never ask. We just kind of like, we're on it for the it's ride just for the an roller assumption. Coaster. Why did, what, what kind of. What kind of questions do you do you get on it? So I love when people come up to you and they start to like explain Bitcoin or crypto to you, and you're mm-hmm. like, "Please, I, I don't say please." No, I'm joking. You know, I, but what type of? Uh, I uh, just hear them out, and then and then I'll you know tell them how I know it. Or whatever. What type of of um of things are you are you seeing? I know, like like in the space, do you think that we could have some film NFT type of situation? Absolutely. What is it? What is it like? I hope. I hope there's more opportunity with, um, you know, film and NFTs. You've like studied and you're a fan of, of of actors, you know, like I can name you an actor, an actress. Well, it's gender neutral. Sorry. I can name you an actor. And you could tell me the movies they've been in, the things they've done, the things they've danced in, sung, whatever. That like whole NFT world relies on on fan loyalty. Mm-hmm. what type of things if you were a fan you are a fan and you were like being loyal to your like a a, a movie star or a singer what type of things would you want from them to to continue that loyalty from you hmm. i know a it's really like a question and 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 honestly i think of that answer all the time it's like i already love what they give the music why do we love an artist because of the music we go on we go on and we watch the movie. We love the we love the movie, and that's what we got out of it. So now, the perspective from the NFT world is: if you're if you want additional loyalty from us, what are you giving us in return? So if I told you, Courtney, like you had access to all of your followers and fans, what about like some? exclusivity or the ability to like hang out on set or like a signed t-shirt things like that i guess to hang on set would probably be actually definitely something that could be positive for someone especially for people that want to be on tv or in film and and need to see the process or want to see the process i think that would be a great experience for them yeah I think so too but being on set that was a lot of work these close sets are kind of crazy people don't, don't realize how much how much work and hours that are put into making a film i know it's really it's really such a crazy thing it's crazy 
I wonder if we can do a scripted podcast series about our life. That sounds really interesting. I wonder if people would listen to that. I don't know. Who would play us? We us. Would. Yeah, we would, yeah play we, us. we would play us. What do you mean who would play us? We would play us. Power swap. We've been talking about them for months. If you're still using a decentralized exchange and not using PowerSwap decentralized aggregator, I have no idea why. If you're still doing everything manually on like Uniswap, one inch, or any of the other ones, and you're not using PowerSwap, I don't have time, as Satoshi said, to explain it to you. Actually, I do, because that's what we're here for. But I'm excited to talk about not only the integrated and the decentralized application of Ledger Live now, but to celebrate that this whole first week, they're launching again the ability to have zero fees on swaps and trades and exchanges. They are doing that for you guys. It's amazing. Paraswap has the ability to let you do all of your decentralized transactions in one transaction that you can predefine all of the variables before. So instead of when you go to Uniswap, you got to approve the transaction, send, sign, transfer, USDC, USDC, all in different wallets. You predefine it all. But now you can do it in the Ledger Live with your Ledger Hard Wallet and Paraswap. And they're letting you do the first week. All they're all going to be free. All these transactions. Check them out. Untoldstories.link forward slash Paraswap. Thank you guys. Our partners over at Kava Labs and Binance just launched something really cool and awesome new integration where you can earn 10% APY on your hard stable coins using the Binance DeFi platform. This is actually pretty cool because Kava Labs has been doing DeFi, but actually in a decentralized way, offering governance for their token holders. And not only with their stable coins, but their lending products, all their different, the ability to stake and vote and earn different yields and liquidity mining. So not only is Kava Labs doing that, but partnering with Binance gives it that awesome, like full trailblazing go ahead to offer these really, really good yields with an amazing partner, Binance and Kava Labs together. Check them out at untoldstories.link forward slash Kava. That's untoldstories.link forward slash Kava. There's always some specials and crazy stuff going on. Enjoy. So we're at the Bitcoin, we're at the Bitcoin conference and, and, and like, yeah, like El Salvador is, is all of a sudden accepting Bitcoin as their national currency. And we're seeing like crazy, crazy, um, announcements and I'm introducing politicians on stage and, and bankers are launching and Bitcoiner bankers are doing like, like insane things and really like i think and the bitcoin car and the bitcoin car oh my god and they're donating <clears throat> yeah the bitcoin car got in like eighth place and now they're donating all of that money to um to the bitcoin core developers and i talked to i talked to like on this show a lot of founders and people in crypto and bitcoin and we talk about how a bitcoin startup gets made we talk about how crypto companies get started we talk about like how they got their ideas and everything like that but let's talk about Let's talk about this film really quick. And I want to understand like how Ask Me to Dance got started and 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 where the premise kind of came from and 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 why. So so the the writer, Tom Malloy, who became our good friend, he's been on the show. Um, he was also director, very, very inspirational person. Tell me your first like your first interactions with Tom and and what you first felt like when you read the script. 
So the first time I read this script, I thought it was hilarious. And then I actually um, did cry at the end, but I won't tell you why. Um, but basically, Ask Me to Dance is a film. It's a dance film, romantic comedy. And it's about a um, graphic designer and a um, IT guy that both are unlucky in love. And they um, both Misconnections. Yeah, misconnections, and then they meet this gypsy lady, and then we'll see if, you know, they end up together. Um, so basically, what do you want? So that's the... It's all good. So the premise of the show is that Jack is an IT programmer, and he and he's misconnections, and he's trying to get in touch with, with Jill, and or eventually with love. He wants to get in touch with... Love. They just want to find love. Yes. And like we're reading this has nothing to do with Bitcoin or crypto, but it's like the height of COVID. And you get the script and you're getting offered the role of Amy. And it's written and directed by this Tom Malloy guy. And you read the script and you love it. And, so and you, you want to meet him. Me, you asked me how I got involved with Tom Malloy. Yes. So basically what it came down to is there's this guy named Jason Chambers that actually was a fan of you on Twitter and actually had a friend that had this script that he's been wanting to do for years and just never had the guts to do it. And finally, he was like, oh, he realized that I was your wife and that I was an actress based in Sarasota. So Tom Malloy was actually Jason Chambers' friend that had the script, and Jason introduced us to Tom, and that's, that's how it all happened. It's crazy how social media and everything like so that powerful. can bring it all together. Because all it was, it was so perfect. Someone was was someone wrote a script. Someone wanted to. Tom wants to to get this movie together. He's putting all the actors and actresses together. He's talking to his friend Jason, and because you were on Twitter and he saw you, and everything, it all went together. It was just so perfect how it all worked out. Yeah. But it was like the height of COVID. It was why how why do a romantic comedy during the coronavirus? Because it's a feel-good movie. It wasn't depressing. Like, everyone wanted to stay in their house and not do anything. So it was actually really exciting to do, like, a feel-good movie that just makes you, you know, be happy when you're watching it. During, like, but during during that whole thing, like, people were more worried about getting food on their table. And, and here, um, it's about Hollywood. It's about getting this film made. But what I learned is that you're spinning up a 70-person company. You're spinning up, you're giving people jobs, you're giving people the ability to put food on their plate, but you're also giving them, like, meaning. Yeah. You're giving, like, 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 what you described about how good you feel and the meaning, that's not just you, that's everyone else there. I don't think people realize how hard a job is for people to work in the film industry. Making a film is literally a blue-collar job, um, it's not just the actors, it's the lighting, it's the gaffers, it's the grip, it's the DP, the director photographer that has to give this beautiful story with, you know, and it's, it's really long hours and people don't realize that they think like being in movies, you just, you're on, you do your lines and then you're off. Like it's, it's, it's so much more than that. And it's so beautiful to watch. Tell me about some of the other actors that you met, what was Mario Cantone like? Amazing. Mario Cantone was a very, very supportive 
person um, on that film, especially for like this being like one of my, I guess you would say a break. Um, very, very nice guy, really, really funny, very down to earth, just like Brianna Evigan, amazing, amazing soul, uh, very kind, very genuine. And both of them, I would say, were like my core people on that film that actually like. There's such a negative stigma. <laughs> There's such a negative stigma about like actors in, in Hollywood and, and things like that about the people. But I didn't really. I didn't really see anyone that had a negative energy. I didn't see any bad people. I just saw professionals who really take what they do very seriously. Yeah. Like I said, it's just everyone is after the same goal of doing this beautiful film and, you know, and and just doing what they love. And that's what we had all in common. I've never asked you this, but do you ever want to do anything else besides for acting? Do you ever see yourself directing or like doing another aspect of uh, in the industry? Absolutely. I would love to start learning how to direct and um, and producing. And I think it's important that you have all three of those as opposed to just one because yeah, that's you just Tom have a did. lot more opportunities that way. Tom realized he wasn't going to make it as an actor. Uh, well, actually, he says that, but he ended up making it as an actor. But when he realized that it's like going to be very hard, he went and learned all the other aspects of the, uh, of the, industry. the industry. I can't believe it's been... I almost gave it all up. You did. I literally moved to Sarasota with you, and, you know, our whole family was here, and I was, like, really at the brink of being, like, it's just not in the cards for me. Like, nothing is working. Like, you just get tired, you know? And then that's when the Ask Me to Dance happened. It's kind of crazy how you just find yourself where you're supposed to be. I'm sorry that you have to go through that. What do you mean? Well, like going through a point where your dreams are, you're about to give up on your dreams. No one should ever have to go down that path. Honestly, I don't think I ever would give it up, but it was getting to that point where you get to your breaking point, you know, and, but I always knew something wasn't complete. You know, I was happy with you. We were married. We had a dog or family was here. We live in paradise, but something was still missing. And then that's when everything started to change. Wow. That's so inspirational. It's so amazing. It's Thank so beautiful. You. I don't even know. I'm speechless. <laughs> I love you. I love you too. I I'm just so I'm so happy for you and I and I know Thank the you. listeners are are happy for you too because they've been following your journey. This is like episode probably episode 200 that this is or 190 something. We've been doing the show for over two years now, and you've been with me every step of the way. I think you were one of the first few episodes. And if you kind of go and listen to that episode and then listen to your episode now, if you listen to that episode with you in the past, it doesn't sound like you were on the verge of giving up your dreams. It doesn't sound like you're, you sounded like you were excited for life and you're going through. And now I want everyone to go and listen to that episode because it really is a testament to, to the fact that Everyone you know is out there trying to live their life, trying to hustle their way to the top, trying to follow their dreams. And we are just like, we are planets revolving around an other suns. Not everyone is revolving around our sun. And stories like this remind me uh, of, of these things. So thank you for that reminder. Thank and when, what are we going to see you in next? What's We have a lot of... Listen, we have a lot of producers 
a lot of studio heads that are listening to this show, they're probably going to be writing emails to you. But what do you want to do? Like, if you had an option right now, do you want to do another romantic comedy? A romantic? What about a, like a horror comedy or like something in Iceland that could be cool with ice and shit? I don't know. <laughs> I would love to do um, something that's definitely a character that's not anywhere close to who I am. Oh, I love that. I can't, I can't, I can't even imagine you playing a character that's not you. That, because this other character, while it was not you, you can still take parts of your life and be able to like superimpose it on that character yeah, to yeah. like, you know, go through it. But I can't imagine you like playing, but I guess that's a testament to like how good of an actor you are. But I can't imagine you playing like, like, uh, like, like a lumberjack woman, like in <laughs> somewhere in like Russia or something, chopping down trees. I don't know. <laughs> Until lumber, lumberjack one, you know, Courtney, <laughs> Courtney, thank you so much. Wow. Thank you so much for taking the time. Thank you for having me. And coming on Untold Stories today. <laughs> <laughs> this show is powered by the amazing, amazing folks at Blockworks. Thank you so much. These, those guys promote this show. They produce this show. Please check them out. They're a media and production company that I trust the most. And without them, the show would not be here today. You can check them out at blockworks.to. Thank you so much to my guest, my amazing wife, Courtney Shrem. Thank Courtney you. Courtney Warner, you can find her on IMDb. Thank you. At Courtney Warner, your Twitter is Court M. Warner. And your social media are all over. Everyone can find you. And Instagram is CRTAC, the number four, L-I-F. We cannot Instagram. wait to see you. Hopefully, Valentine's Day, Ask Me to Dance, coming to a theater movie theater near you we're going to be dancing we're going to be singing we're going to be having fun with all of the actors and actresses that we know my amazing wife and i are going to the beach to the tiki bar yes. it's thursday yes. evening happy have, thursday happy everybody. thursday everyone <laughs> i am charlie shram and you are courtney warner but courtney shram we will see y'all later <laughs> ciao bye